0: Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet, it's Curd and Long. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath.
1: Welcome man! another edition of Curd and Long. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Ryan Horvath continues his vacation, so Sparky riding solo uh, today. Don't know if you missed the big announcement on Friday afternoon uh, at 3 o'clock Central Time, but a pretty big announcement for 1250 AM The Fan in Milwaukee. That is right. Uh, got uh, the post-game show after Bucks games coming back on the radio. I will be hosting, taking your calls after the game, get you some player and coach reaction. We'll talk to some uh, uh, reporters after the game, whatever the case may be, whoever I can run down. Uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of fun. Uh, did that post-game show. As long as we're a post-game show, uh, in Milwaukee after Bucks game for the longest time and uh, bringing it back now starting Monday night after Bucks and Clippers. When the game is done, that final buzzer sounds, you flip over to 1250 a.m. The fan on your radio dial or you can listen and stream it on your Odyssey app if you like to do it that way as well. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about what happened during the game, uh, talk about what's coming up in the next game and so forth and uh, take it from there. So spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family members. Uh, Bucks post game or the post game after the Bucks game, I should say. The sports Sportsbook Pro Hoops post game show uh, is the title of the show, and uh, that will be back again starting Monday night. So tell everybody, uh, I gotta get this out word of mouth. So uh, we have a bunch of people listening Monday night. I expect to hear from a lot of you on the phones uh, or on Twitter at social media at twelve fifty a.m. The fam. All right, let's talk about the, the Green Bay Packers. A article uh written by Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Uh, caused some hubbub, I guess you could uh, say uh, concerning uh, Drew Rosenhouse and Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers. Now, Tom uh, wrote in this piece that uh, this is right from the article from Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. According to a source, the Packers and agent Drew Rosenhouse are trying to get to a number that would satisfy the team's desire to lower Jones salary cap number. How they would reduce the salary cap number remains to be seen and be a part of future discussions. Now, Tom does write The bottom line is they do want him back. But if the two can't reach an agreement in the next two weeks, the Packers could release him and then hope whatever they are offering isn't matched on the open market. But they would risk losing him to another team, so they'll have to work with Rosenhaus to find a way to negotiate a cap reduction. Jones is scheduled to earn a base salary of $11 million plus per game roster bonus worth a maximum of $258,824 and a workout bonus of $500,000. So. Uh, Let's talk uh, about this uh, for a brief second. Back in the day, uh, when I used to do the Wendy's Big Show with Gary and Leroy, uh, we would always talk about situations in which, you know, the player uh, and the agent would be doing negotiations uh, on their contract uh, or holding out from an organization and how that all plays out. And a lot of times... You know, everybody will blame the agent. And in this case here, I'm already seeing people on social media going after Drew Rosenhaus. If, you know, if Packers lose this, screw Drew Rosenhaus. I'll never blame Aaron Jones. Screw Drew. Okay. So back when SSP first started, uh, 1250, uh, 2005, we started January of 2005. I think it was, I'd have to go back and look what year it was, but it was early on uh, in the early stages. It might've been 05, 06. Uh, when Javon Walker was holding out for the Green Bay Packers uh, and not coming into camp and Drew Rosenhaus was his agent and everybody was pissed off, right? Brett Favre was talking about it uh, and everybody was all mad. And we did a promotion uh, at Magoo's. Uh, if you know Magoo's, uh, uh, I don't know if it's still around or not, uh, but they were known for their wings and uh, we did it in their parking lot. and we had a pinata uh, made up and we had Drew Rosenhaus's face on the pinata with a clown nose on it. Swear to God, true story. And then inside of the pinata, we had tickets to sporting events. We had uh, all kinds of different sports stuff in there. Plus we had candy as well. Um, And what you would do is you would have, you'd, you'd show up or whatever the case may be, and you would have an opportunity uh, to take a crack at the pinata to see if you could break it or whatever. And then if you broke it, you get whatever was inside of it. And we got some TV coverage on it. Michael Hunt, if you remember him, uh, from channel four back in the day, he was out there covering it for channel four and was doing, uh, live shots, uh, from us doing that promotion. And it was a, it was a lot of fun. Had a, it was a really windy day. I remember. Um, but we had a, a bunch of fun, uh, and everybody was pissed off at drew, including yours, truly me. Now, Years go by and, you know, I, I get older, I get wiser, or some say I get wiser. Others may say I'm still an idiot, but either way. Um And you learn that the player really ultimately, at the end of the day, has the control. I mean, we could sit here um and yell and scream about Scott Boris and baseball and how, you know, he cost us this player and so forth. But the player will determine what he wants to do. The agent... Now, suppose this is how it's supposed to go. The agent is the one that's going to communicate with the player and say, all right, man, look, I think I can get you X amount of dollars from Jerry Jones and the Cowboys if we go to free agency. So I say we just sit this bad boy out, tell him, no, we're not negotiating. Um, and Jerry's going to pay us if we get to free agency and you become a cowboy. And you can go home and the whole deal. And maybe Drew can sell that. But it's going to be up to Aaron Jones whether or not he wants to play that game or not um, and go down that road. If Aaron Jones wants to be a Green Bay Packer, truly wants to be a Packer, which I think he does, um, you know, but the temptation of a of a Cowboys organization um, wanting him and bringing him in, even though they have Tony Pollard, but wanting and bringing him in uh, would be something going home and playing in front of friends and family and all that stuff. I don't. I don't know if, you know, he could say no to Drew on that, if Rosenhaus brought that to him, if if Jones was interested. We don't know if Jones is interested or not, but Jones in a report on Friday was talking about going all in this year for the Cowboys. So it wouldn't surprise me at this point if uh, him and Drew, you know, got something cooking or him and some other agents got something cooking as far as digging different receivers or running backs or whatever the case may be to go play in Dallas. Outside of that team specifically, I don't think there's any chance Aaron Jones would want to leave Green Bay to go play anywhere else at this point. So he's got to be the one that tells Drew Rosenhaus, hey man, I don't I have no intention of going anywhere. Just tell me what they offer and let me think about what they're offering and then I'll 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 get back to you. And Drew Rosenhaus, you know, might be pissed off, might throw a little bit of a temper tantrum, whatever the case may be, um, because you know, he thinks he can get him more money and make more money. The nice thing about Drew Rosenhaus at this point of his career, if there ever was anything, you know, great to say about Drew Rosenhaus, is dude's loaded. Dude's been doing it a long time. And I don't know how much longer Rosenhaus is gonna do this. Who knows? But he doesn't need the money. Aaron Jones' next contract isn't gonna be some mega contract that's gonna pay him big. You know, it's an okay contract, but it's not gonna be some huge deal. Aaron Jones is an older player who's had a battle through injuries and health. Didn't have a healthy season this year either. Um, So no matter what happens, if it's in green Bay or if it's somewhere else, he's not going to get a mega deal. Drew knows this. So why would Drew, you know, get all pissy uh, and try and get him out of green Bay to go play somewhere else. If he wants to stay in green Bay at this point, Drew Rosenhaus' career, he just wants to make sure his players are happy and so forth. Now, in all honesty, that is the role of every agent. Every agent should be in um, that type of capacity of making sure you know their players are happy and, and you know are where they want to be and getting paid what they want to be and so forth. That's that's your job as an agent. That is not to say that every agent works in that manner, uh, especially when you have agents that are trying to bust through in the business, trying to get that first big commission check uh, to come their way, get their first player signed, and that is a a uh, tough industry uh, to break into uh, is being a player agent. And I, I know over the years going to the uh, NBA uh, draft combine and on uh, the NFL draft uh, combine and that stuff, um, y- you meet young guys that are straight out of college um, that are there, you know, and they've got, you know, everything they need um, including verification and so forth. um, And then they're trying to, to break in and maybe they're working for that big firm Um, and representing a player for the first time in their career, or they're trying to do it on their own and trying to get that first player. And normally if it's something like that, it's representing somebody that, you know, they have local ties to. So, you know, they're from Wisconsin. Maybe they made friends with, you know, a Badger player, and they both went to Wisconsin or whatever, and that's going to be their first deal. And they're hoping the guy gets drafted in in the seven rounds of the draft and doesn't have to go to to be a, you know, a free agent, uh, undrafted free agent. But then, you know, after they get a few of these guys and they build, um, and then they can, you know, make a lot of money. Obviously, but when you're early on, and you're that agent, yeah, you're probably going to be greedier than you are if you're Drew Rosenhaus uh, at this moment in time. Now, there are exceptions to every rule, see Scott Forrest, but outside of that. A lot of these guys just want their players to be happy, especially when you're an established agent and so forth. You don't want your player getting all hacked off at you uh, and then spread and then talking to all these other dudes that you may represent about how he screwed me over. So I, I don't I don't really believe that Aaron Jones will leave the Green Bay Packers. I think the only real chance that that could happen would be if Dallas and Jerry Jones got into Drew Rosenhouse's ear and said they were interested um, and would want to bring him in. Because Drew's going to tell him the number. Obviously, he knows the number if they're having these conversations. It's just going to be, Jerry, can you can you do better than that? How much better can you do? What can we What can we do? And if he says the number, he goes back to Aaron and says, this is what Jerry Jones the Cowboys said they can do. So your call. What do you want to do? Uh, and then it's on Aaron Jones to make that decision. But at the end of the day, that's exactly who it's going to be on. Regardless of who Drew Rosenhaus is or how much power Drew Rosenhaus has At the end of the day, it's on Aaron Jones. So if Aaron Jones leaves, I don't think you will. But if Aaron Jones leaves the Green Bay Packers, be mad at Aaron Jones. If you want to be pissed off and hacked off at somebody, go be mad at Aaron Jones. That's the reason that this happened. Now, you could be mad at the Green Bay Packers, sure, for reducing the cap number and trying to reduce the cap number and have them play at a cheaper number so they can get under the cap and they have money in free agency to go sign other players that they want. And you can say, screw all of that. Do it to somebody else. Don't get rid of Aaron Jones.
0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: I will not be happy with the Green Bay Packers if Aaron Jones leaves. I'll tell you that right now. I, I am not going to be happy. Uh, because I think he literally kind of was kind of that heartbeat of that Packers offense last year. He really was. And going into the season. That's how it was designed. He was supposed to be the central figure in that Packers offense. He was supposed to be the driver of that Packers offense to take pressure off of Jordan Love and that young offense. And instead, he couldn't stay healthy. And then they had to go to A.J. Dillon, who, again, nobody expects to be back. And Dillon got going there for a little bit uh, during the course of the season and looked kind of like the guy you wanted to see when they drafted him out of Boston College years ago. Then when Jones comes back, and puts on a show at the end of the year, going over a hundred yards back to back to back to back games and doing his thing. Then it's like, Oh yeah, boy, if they would have had him all year, they probably would have won the division. They they would have had a better chance at this. So for the Packers to lose Aaron Jones would be a big deal because then what happens is going into the draft that now becomes the thing that you have to go address. Yeah. Safety is a thing. And we'll get to that in a second. Um, but, now, running back becomes more of a high priority. So maybe before getting that secondary back for Aaron Jones was maybe a, a middle of the draft deal, right? We're not going to waste a day a day one pick on a running back. We're not going to waste a day two pick on a running back. Even though we've got four picks in day two, uh, we're not going to do it there either. We'll wait to day three, maybe round four, we'll get a running back. Uh, but we're not doing it that early. We have Aaron Jones. We're good. Okay, now, first of all, from my perspective, as you all know, I'm a big Bucky Irving guy from Oregon. So I want him in the second round. Give me him the second pick in the second round, and let's go. Some think that he'll be there for the Packers, two picks in the third round. Okay, fine. If you want to gamble uh, and wait till then and hope he gets to you, that's fine too. I mean, there are, there are a bunch of different running backs here. Nobody believes a running back is going to go in the first round. Brooks, the running back out of Texas, a lot of people love, but he's coming off of an ACL surgery, and, and they're saying he should be ready to go around training camp. Uh, for an NFL team. So a- again, there's just a lot of, you know, questions uh, around the top. There doesn't appear to be that stud, you know, I think Bucky Irving is um, that all these teams agree on. So now if Aaron Jones is not on your roster, does that change your mindset as far as what you're doing? So now all of a sudden, maybe you are going to take a running back in the second round. And I'm not suggesting you take one at 41, but if they feel like there is a clear cut running back that is better than the rest of this group you know it's whoever maybe it's and from texas if it's that dude and then they feel like there's a canyon in between him and the rest of the running backs and he's there at 41 i don't know call me crazy but maybe they snatch a running back at 41 and blow everybody's mind but you gotta have a, a dynamic running back in that offense for that offense to work. You cannot have a big plotting running back or an average goal running back, I guess, that is going to work in this offense. It has to be a running back that is shifty, that can hit the home run, you know, get to the house, a guy that runs decent routes, uh, that you can move out into the slot or move out to a different wide receiver position. He's got to be dynamic. He just does. And then this offense is good to go. But with that, When you have a rookie running back, what's going to happen? There's going to be struggles. Maybe it's a pass blocking and Jordan Love killed. Uh, There's going to be issues. So that's something you're going to have to overcome next season too if you don't bring back Aaron Jones. And that is why I would be pissed if they don't bring back Aaron Jones and have to draft a rookie running back and start said rookie running back right off the bat in week one. You just went through playing all these young dudes on offense last year, and now you're going to have to learn another position is going to have to learn you know, how to get theirs. Now, the nice thing is, I think, uh, is, and maybe I'm wrong on this, and if I am, you can tweet at Sparky Radio and tell me I'm nuts. I think running back, that position specifically, versus tight end or maybe wide receiver and quarterback, as far as getting your chemistry down and all the different stuff you have to learn, might, might be a little bit easier to kind of walk into the National Football League and running back uh, and put up good numbers and, and have a decent year and have an impact right away in year one. But a majority of how this is going to come down to is, Can they pass block? That's it. That's all there is. Aaron Jones, man, put his nose in there. Would just absolutely get hammered, but step up and protect Jordan Love last year. And do the same thing for Aaron Rodgers. That is going to be the key. Whoever they draft, they're going to have to have full faith that this dude is going to do their job when it comes to blocking for Jordan Love on a pass block situation. Because they are not going to get Jordan Love killed uh, because of a running back. Or at least I don't think they will. So... Again, this all points to me saying they keep Aaron Jones. I firmly believe they keep Aaron Jones because it would create a huge void um, and kind of change their draft plans uh, if they've made draft plans yet. Maybe they don't start making that board until later. But for me, if you don't want to draft one early, then you keep Aaron Jones. If you don't mind about drafting one early and don't mind about playing a rookie running back on a cheap deal uh, to create space to go sign someone somewhere else, fine. Again, last week, on Kurt and long not last week, but earlier in the week on Curtin-Long, the Wednesday edition, I talked about restructuring contracts, which is what the Packers have been doing. And Aaron Jones is going to be another one. Uh, but where are they going to use the money? What are they going to do with the money? Brian Goodenkunst, again this week, again this week, is talking about, well, we have all this draft capital. We may use that draft capital to go trade for somebody. So what happens? Andy Herman. Uh, gets out there, and Andy Herman is so good, folks. I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, Pack Day podcast and, and that, what he has created and all the people that are associated with that do an outstanding job. Um, and now Andy Herman uh, is doing this you know, full-time. This is his, his full-time job. And all the hours and the work that dude puts in, man, it's just so good. So he was going through on uh, social media uh, earlier in the week, and he's putting down all these guys that are possibilities. One of the guys is Julian Blackman. Uh, for the Colts, a safety for the Colts. And, you know, whether it be free agency or through trade, I think everybody believes uh, that they are going to get a veteran safety. Now, they may draft a rookie safety to put with the veteran safety, but they're going to get a veteran safety. I think that's what everybody expects. But now everybody expects that they're going to make a draft or a uh, a trade because Koons keeps hinting at the fact that he could trade these picks for a veteran player. I've seen some people say maybe he's already got a deal lined up and they're just waiting for the new league year and the trade window would open up and boom, they're going to make that trade and go get that veteran player. You start thinking about where you want to add that veteran player to, right? Do you want to add that veteran player uh, to the linebacker position? Uh, Do you want to add that veteran player to the cornerback position and give you a, a, a true legit veteran corner to play opposite of Jair Alexander. And that way, if you draft a corner or two, there's no rush in having to play them. But if you trade for a veteran corner, they're going to play in front of Eric Stokes that much we know. Um, And then it'll be less pressure on Stokes to come back uh, and, you know, have the pressure of having to live up to where he was drafted because I, I me personally, I'm not expecting that at this point. I think Valentine's going to play in front of Stokes, unless something dramatically changes uh, for Stokes. I, I just, I don't know if he'll ever be the same one way or the other uh, prior to that injury. Cause it was a pretty bad one, uh, but we'll have to wait and see. I hope he comes all the way back. I hope he has a great year. That would be amazing for the Packers. But I think if you're the Packers, you have to kind of play this game at cornerback. Like he's probably not going to be the same again. So they trade for a veteran corner. I say, no, I don't think they trade for a veteran corner. I think they're going to use draft picks on corners. Maybe they draft three cornerbacks in this draft at some point yeah, where they're all going to draft them. I don't know, but I, I would be, pretty shocked if they don't draft a corner in the first three rounds of this draft i'm fully expecting them to draft at least two corners in the first four rounds of this draft at least two um so that's that's that position that they might go after safety is the obvious one i I think just everybody looks at safety and says that's where they're gonna you know trade their draft capital for is to draft that safety position defensive line nah there is no need I, i don't I don't know why you would have to do that. You could add to that defensive line if you want it in the draft, like that Fondre Sweat. That's who I'd like, even though his RAS score is horrible and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, oh, you know, that horrible RAS score. There's no way Brian Gutekunst is ever going to draft him. Okay, well, maybe he doesn't draft him. But, again, if you want somebody that's a huge body that's going to stop the run uh, and push the pocket, again, I like TJ Slayton. Nothing against TJ Slayton. But Devondre Sweat, come on, man. do 360 pounds or so he says. Uh, yeah, I would love that uh, at addition for the Packers. Now, whether or not we get that, we'll have to wait and see. But my point is, you don't have to trade for that. Uh, as far as a pick, I don't believe uh, on on the defensive line. So for me, it's safety or corner. That's where I think they go. Offensively, uh, could they trade for an offensive tackle? I guess I doubt it. I don't see it happening. Uh, running back. Now that would be something there. You know, you, you essentially can't come up to a deal with Aaron Jones. You send him out into free agency. uh, And then in a heartbeat, you trade a pick to bring a running back in and tell Aaron Jones, it's been real. We found somebody else. I mean, that would be crushing, crushing. Um, But again, that's another deal where are you really going to do that? Uh, You know, who, who's the guy you're going to trade for? You know, the guy that. From a fan perspective, that everybody was kind of up in arms about during the course of the year, that thought uh, he may not be good as advertisers, Najee Harris in Pittsburgh, uh, I'd rather have Aaron Jones than Najee Harris in Pittsburgh. If, if you're going to go and do all that nonsense, I'd rather draft a running back than go trade for Najee Harris uh, in Pittsburgh uh, as well. Uh, and you know, Najee Harris bounces back and has a, a a big time here, Whatever the case may be, fine. But again, when you don't have a great quarterback and guys can walk up and stack the line and create problems. Uh, that's going to be an issue. And Najee Harris last year had a young back behind him uh, that showed some explosion when he ran the ball uh, and the ability to hit the home run, and everybody got all excited about that and kind of uh, moved off of Najee Harris and want to see this young kid play instead. Najee Harris is young, too, uh, just for the record. So I, I don't think it'll be running back. That would be brutal if Goodenkunz pulled that. And, you know, and we've already seen him make moves. We're like, whew, that's harsh, right? Um, and then obviously... You know, the other idea would be wide receiver. I don't, I don't need a wide veteran wide receiver on this team. Let these young kids play add a young. In fact, we're going to do a mock draft here uh, at, at the end here uh, as we wrap this thing up, because uh, we like to do our, our mock drafts during the week. Uh, even though Ryan is not here, uh, we'll do a mock draft today. And it's going to be, I, I, I it's going to be fun uh, to see with these mock drafts that they do, uh, whether or not these change, right? So like I do the pro football network one, like I always tell you, cause it's free. Um, now you can't trade for players necessarily, um, but you can trade draft picks. You can trade future draft picks. You can do all seven rounds. Um, so I, I like doing this one. So I'll do a three round mock draft uh, with the Packers. And my point on this is I did one last night before we do this one. And Brian Thomas, the wide receiver from LSU was sitting there at 25 for the Packers. I took him. I took him. I don't know if they're going to take take him uh, or they would take Keon Coleman uh, at that point, but I took him. And I don't think it's that crazy to take him because I still think at 41, you can still come back in the second round and get the safety that you need, right? They have to get a safety, in my opinion, by the end of the second round. They got to find a safety by the end of the second round. You got three, three cracks at it, go find one. Kitchens, the safety from Miami, Tested absolutely horrible. It was horrible. And does it cost him the first round? Probably. I would imagine. He does it so bad, it's probably going to cost him the first round. Uh, does he fall down draft boards? Maybe. The thing that cracks me up is, you know, he doesn't run a fast 40. But my God, man, when you watch film of him play, he looks fast on the field. I mean, you can put him in you know, shorts or whatever go, okay, run as fast as you can. But now we put pads on everybody. Now let's see how everybody runs. That would be something I would like to see. And you're all going to call me crazy on this one too. Let him run for the 40 in full pads. Full pads and a helmet. and cleats, the whole deal. Put them in full pads and a helmet and cleats and go run. 40 yards, here we go. See how you do. Versus running with nothing on, no weight, no nothing, and taking that number and I'm not saying the numbers would be dramatically different one way or the other, but it might have some bearing one way or the other, as far as running that distance um, with pads on how some guys can do it. And some other guys probably, you know, probably slow down within that 40 yards. So because of that, when you get to that pick at 25, like we talked about earlier, you take the top running back there. Nah, no, there, there's no way there. No, no running back is going in the first round. I don't think, uh, but you know, Top safety will probably be there. Uh, top uh, other positions will you know, probably still be there. Uh, when we start looking at this draft and how this whole thing is going to play out, uh, the biggest unknown is all the trades that are going to happen. That's the one thing we don't know. right? Guys are going to be moving up, moving back, and it's going to affect who goes where and who may fall to you. All right, so let's do this mock draft uh, simulator on Pro Football uh, Network. Uh, and, and let's get it, uh, started off here. Cause I, I really am, uh, looking forward every time I do one of these things, uh, to see, you know, who falls to you. And I've, I've had some, man, where some of these guys that fall is like, how did that happen? Like, how did it happen? We'll put this bad boy on fast three rounds, fast Packers, uh, enter draft. And away we go uh, with the draft. All right, so let's see what we got here. All right, so uh, let's see. I got some trade offers. Before we do the trade offers, let's see what's happened in front of the Packers here. Nate Wiggins is off the board at 20, Cooper Dejean is off the board. Uh, I thought it was Dejan. I saw my Clements tweet out that it's Dejean, so I don't know. Uh, he's at 19 at Iowa. Uh, Nate Wiggins 20 to Pittsburgh, the cornerback. Jackson Powers Johnson, I really like, the center out of Oregon to the Dolphins at 21. Kool-Aid McKinstry, who's a Jones fracture, uh, it appears. And they're saying he's gonna have surgery after the draft, but should be ready for training camp. You know, how much does that affect his draft stock? Don't know. Quinion Mitchell. Uh, the kid that blew up at senior at the senior bowl, uh, cornerback out of Toledo, 23 Cameron Kitchens to 24 to the Cowboys. Again, I don't, I'm not as convinced he's going to be the first safety anymore. Uh, so he's at 24. Now the Packers are on the board left for the Packers. Chop Robinson, who we all know Ryan Horvath absolutely loves the edge out of Penn state. He ran really well at the combine uh, bowl. Next quarterback out of Oregon. That's not happening. Byron Murphy, uh, the second defensive tackle out of Texas. There's Brian Thomas, Jr., the wide receiver out of LSU. Marius um, Mims, the tackle out of Georgia. Tyler Guidant, the tackle out of Oklahoma. So those are the guys that are there right now. And to determine what you want to do. Now, we'll make this, uh, we'll see what these trade offers are. Packers at 25, they ship it to San Francisco for 31 and a third uh, from the Niners in 2025 to move back six slots. Uh, the Packers 25, Washington 36, and you get their first round pick in 25. And the other one is 25, you go to 32, and the Jaguars uh, get your second. I'm not going to do any trades. We're just going to play this straight through uh, and not do any trades. Now the question becomes, um, I, I'm, John Robinson is awfully light. Uh, let's just put it that where it is. And you're going to a 4-3. I, I just, I don't know. I'm not saying that they, they won't take him or they can't take him. I just don't know if I would take him. I like a Marius Mims a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of that dude and taking that dude. But let's play the same exercise that I did in yesterday's mock draft since he's still sitting here. Let's take Brian Thomas Jr., the wide receiver out of LSU at 27. Or at 25, I should say. um, And see how this plays out. So now we come back to 41. We got some more uh, trades. We'll pass on those. Uh, And Tyler Newman, the safety out of Minnesota, is still there, as is Leonard Taylor, the defensive tackle out of Florida, out of Miami, I should say. Xavier Worthy of Texas, the wide receiver. Wide receiver Troy Franklin is there. Devondre Sweat is there, the defensive tackle out of Texas. Now, I would love to take Devondre Sweat there at 44, but I'm not going to. I'm going to say they play to their weakness, uh, and they draft that safety right there. Tyler Newman, the safety out of Minnesota, uh, will take him there at the top. Now we have to wait till 58. Uh, It comes flying back down again. More trade opportunities. We pass on all of those. And in this scenario, the way it played out, Devondre Sweat is still there. Braylon Trice is still there, the edge out of Washington. Now he makes more sense to me um, than anybody else because he can play with his hand in the dirt. He can stand up. He can do all those different things. Uh, So Patrick Paul, the offensive tackle from Houston, is there. Chris Jenkins, who I really like, the defensive tackle out of Michigan. Uh, still there. There's just a bunch of dudes still there. I'm going to take, uh, and even though I know everybody's going to tell me, ah, there's no way they're taking him, I'm taking him because I like him. Devondre Sweat, the defensive tackle out of Texas. We're going to take him uh, there at that pick. And then it comes back to 88 uh, in the third round. Reject these trade offers. And now let's look and see what's on the board here. Uh, Jalen McMillan is still on the board, the wide receiver from Washington. Uh, Will Shipley, the running back from Clemson. Devontae Walker from North Carolina. Javon Bullard, the safety from Georgia. Uh, Peyton Wilson, the North Carolina State uh, linebacker. James Williams, the linebacker from Miami. And then Kalen King, the cornerback from Penn State, uh, is also there. Uh, I like Kalen King uh, myself. Uh, So we're going to go Kalen King. Uh, the cornerback out of Penn State uh, at 88 to get yourself a cornerback. Next up is pick uh 91. um, And let's look at what is still here. Still, uh, Javon Bullard is still there. Peyton Wilson, the linebacker from North Carolina State, is still there. Um, I think that is an opportunity that they could go. Brandon Fisk, the defensive tackle out of Florida State, and he had a huge combine. He put on a show at the combine. Uh, so he's not going to follow the third round more than likely. He's not going to probably be here at that pick, Uh, so that's not something that you necessarily have to do. Uh, Jaden Hicks, a safety out of Washington State, I really like him. Uh, He's still there. Junior Colson, the linebacker out of Michigan, is still there. I'm going to maybe make a reach pick. I don't know how people feel about this, uh, but I'm going to take Tennessee running back Jalen Wright uh, at this pick to end the third round uh, to get a future running back for the Green Bay Packers. So my picks would be Brian Thomas Jr., the wide receiver out of LSU, Tyler newman the safety out of Minnesota, Tavondre Sweat, the defensive tackle out of Texas, Kalen King, the corner out of Penn State, Jalen Wright, the running back out of Tennessee, I would be very happy with that draft. Very, very, very happy with that draft. Uh, that's how it ends up playing out at the end of the day. That'll do it for another edition of Current and Long. Thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you Monday night after the Bucks and Clippers play uh, over there at Five Serves Forum after the final buzzer for the rest of the year through the postseason. You make the switch to 12.50 a.m. The fan call in to me, and uh, we'll talk about the Bucks game after every Bucks game the rest of the way out. Enjoy your day. Tell everybody, please, 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 tell everybody you know that this post game show is back at twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Enjoy your day. Toodles.